This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ. 1360 a.m. and streaming live on kwwj.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK 1140 a.m. and streaming live on kyokradio.org. KCOH 1230 a.m. The Source on Sand Geek Radio 95.1 FM 1460 a.m. and Aliento Radio 101.7 FM and 1540 a.m. Call in at 832 832- 2-570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then. All right, Houston, this is Gilbert Andrew Garcia once again with a tip from Gilbert. Thank you, studio audience. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. And this is going to probably be one of the goofiest but probably funnest episodes we've ever had i just know it because we just got organized within like 10 seconds ago but you know what they say that's showbiz and so i have a a a really close friend of mine who will be a guest one of my partners who will be a guest you can turn that up a little bit louder mr producer but this is the weekend we are celebrating taylor swift weekend taylor swiftness all the swifties out there is that the right word swifties i have jessica hugh with me jessica hugh are you there I'm right here. Okay, Jessica, is it, and tell us, you're famous because, well, you may not have come from the furthest place, but you came all the way from Colorado to see Taylor Swift here in Houston. Am I right? Yes, I did. The, you know what, is that like an incredible mother or what? Or, or, or wait a minute, or that was for you, right? Yes, it's for me. I did not bring my baby to Taylor It was just Swift. for you? Yes, Oh my God, look my at that. My baby stayed home. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's what you call just an incredible fan. Um, well, this is a great song. Let's let's play this. Keep going. Keep going. It's called Today Was a Fairy Tale. And what's beautiful about it is Taylor played it Saturday night. She wrote this song when she was 21. Uh, And another song that I'm going to play at the end, she wrote when she was just 17. She's an extraordinary songwriter. I did not know that. And she wrote almost all her songs. So this is Today Was a Fairy Tale. You Were the Prince. I used to be a damsel in distress. You took me by the hand and you picked me up at six. Today was a fairy tale. I wore a dress. You wore a dark gray t-shirt. You told me I was pretty when I looked like a mess. Today was a fairy tale. Turn that up a little bit. This was one of her bonus songs. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was just quite remarkable. What she did, Houston, well, Houston, you know, because you packed the stadium three nights in a row. She's been the first artist to ever play. Excuse me? Female artist. Female artist. Oh, has a male artist packed it more than three times? I believe someone um, started, a band started Z. He sold four shows. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. So she's the only female artist. Whoever that was, we need to know. She was the only female artist that has sold out NRG Stadium three nights in a row. And what's crazy is uh, she could have sold out more nights. And she brought in two massive truckloads of merchandise several days ahead of the concert. And people were going crazy to get merch. I mean, I've never seen that. Um, obviously the merch lines were long, but I mean, people were buying stuff way in advance. Do we already have a caller? Isidro. Isidro. We already have a caller. Is there an Isidro on the line? Isidro, you got me, Gilbert Garcia, Talk Inspiration and Prayer. What do you got? What an honor to be on your program. Oh, you're such a gentleman. Oh, you are such a great man and you're going to present a great future for our community. Uh, and thank you for have, having joined us uh, uh, for that uh, reception that we uh, gave to the uh, land commissioner uh, uh, last last uh, Monday. Uh, I know that you have a very busy schedule, and we appreciate you, you being a part of that, uh, you being the vice president of the council that she belongs to. Thank you. What's interesting, Isidro, was um, I was really struck by how um, courteous, 
how warm, how friendly, and this is a very unfair word, how normal she she is. You know what I mean? I mean, you think about a land commissioner and you think, because a land commissioner has extraordinary power. One of the most important things they do is they oversee, of course, all the money that comes from the oil revenues and all the mineral rights that goes to the University of Texas and Texas A&M college systems. And then, of course, in addition to that, she... Uh, takes care of our beaches and all of those things and flood remediation. And she was the conduit or the GLO for a lot of the federal monies that went into the housing programs. But I really thought, and I know she's been a state senator, she was on a school board, but she really struck me as such a wonderful, warm, charming, uh, just a wonderful lady. I think she's going to be great. I think she's going through a uh, transformation. Uh, uh, she got a good feeling when she helped us with uh, the, uh, obtaining a stay of execution for Melissa Lucio uh, back in uh, uh, April of 2022. Uh, uh, and, she, and she had to step outside of the normal uh, political uh, platforms uh, to do that because uh, she was attacked as possibly not being tough on crime. But there's a better better position for that and it's, it's called smart on crime uh and uh and it just made good sense for her and she got she got a very good feeling from it and so did uh, uh, uh a representative uh jeff leach a republican uh and and why because they did what it what the right thing to do was they led with conscience instead of whatever political uh a platform and com or convenience. You see, though, can you, I, I'm going to, I want to give you another minute or two. Would you go through that case with everybody? I think it's significant. And it, and it reminds me of, I had a guest a week or two ago, uh, Jocelyn, of course, and of course, um, a, a state representative Ron Reynolds is carrying the bill in the name of her son who was arrested for a real minor thing. Uh -huh. And in the custody of Harris County jail was killed. And yeah. a year has gone by and she has no answers as to what killed her son or how he yeah. was killed. Uh, and that's appalling. And I was really shocked to know that there are over 45 inmates who were killed just in the last year alone or so in the Harris County jails. So can you just go through that um, scenario? You know, because I think it's very important for the listeners to know. The, the case that we were involved in, uh, in uh, Melissa Lucio, um, uh, a mother of, uh, I think they have about eight children. Uh, uh, the, the youngest uh, uh, fell off the stairs. Uh, she had, she did not have enough money to pay for her rent. So every three months or so, she would have to move. And, and she was living in a dilapidated apartment complex uh, in Harlingen. Uh, her little two-year-older fell off the steps, uh, and uh, back again. Going back on the tough on crime situation, uh, they bottom line is she received the death penalty. Uh, she was supposed to be executed April the 27th of last year. Uh, uh, Lula uh, uh, and uh, uh, Lula from all over the state uh, jumped in, and uh, uh, and we we helped. Uh, uh, bring in the votes uh, so that, uh, at the legislature so that we could appeal to the the uh, board of pardons and paroles uh, and and Don, and Don Buckingham being Republican uh, uh, we quickly got 10 out of the 11 se uh, uh, senators and I don't know why you haven't asked me who is the 11th but we got 10 of the uh, of the 11 uh, <laughs> it's uh, coming it's coming <laughs> Ten of the eleven senators, uh, 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 the Democrats, uh, but we needed sixteen, uh, and so I went to Don, and she had already signed up to be Lou Locker. So I put her on the test. You know, are you really going to stand out when we need your help? And and uh, she uh, took a a, a a breath before she committed, but she not only uh, not only did she. Uh, 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 sign on to it. She sponsored it along with uh, Senator Eddie Lucio, and along with her, she brought another nine senators. We had tw twenty signatures on the letter that went to the, the the board of pardons and paroles. And on the 25th of April, two days before she was going to be executed, 
she received a stay. That is incredible. You know, um, it's hard to get 20 people to agree on a movie uh, or even, a you know, where's food going to be, much less an important issue like saving this woman uh, in her life. What was the senator? Tell us who the senator was. Go ahead. Who was the senator that did not vote for the Democratic senator? Senator John Whitmire. And, and why? What's his logic? I mean, you know, he's the dean. What, what was his reasoning? I don't know. Uh, why don't you ask him in one of the debates? I, I can't wait. I'm going to ask him. I'm going to say, Senator, why wouldn't you sign a letter that was signed by nine, uh, 20 of your colleagues to save and, and, this woman and, and her and, life? And, uh, and 10 out of the 11 Democrats. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Well, Isidro, I appreciate you calling in. I hope you call in again. Well, we're going to come back to the show. And thank you so much, my friend. God bless you all. Yes, Bye-bye. sir. Uh, Jessica Hsu is here. She is a probably one of the most senior female officers in the pension fund world. Did you realize you're one of the most senior female officers in the pension fund world? You are. Uh, you is She's the investment officer overseeing about a $6.5 billion fund. Do you ever wake up one day and say, what am I going to do today with $6.5 billion? I mean, that's an incredible responsibility. Thank you. I mean, I mean, I mean, how did how did that happen? It just happened. It really just happened, right? Because yeah. you were there a long time, and you just worked yourself up. Yep, yep. I started as like a um, investment analyst, junior investment analyst, and I just kind of slowly worked my way up. I had a lot of support in the pension, and people were able to give me responsibilities, and I was actively asking for those responsibilities. Wonderful. So um, I was kind of slowly worked my way up to investment officer role. Now tell me this. Are your parents proud of you? Come on, um, your parents got to be proud of you. Or do they just sort of like, okay, honey, I know you're going to work and they don't really know what you do. Um, I think a little bit of both. Um, my mom is definitely proud of me. Um, but, you know, she's she's Asian. So she yeah. <laughs> she's always like, well, you know, and she's getting better at it. But she's yeah. always kind of like, you could do better. Yeah, I, believe me, I, I understand that the, I, I, I can resonate with the culture. My, my partner here is going to chime in. Uh, she's uh, also a very senior woman in the financial services industry, mm-hmm. and she's married to an Asian man. Mm-hmm. And so their children are, I don't know the right term that's uh, politically okay to say, mixed race. Is that the right? right multiracial. Ruby multiracial. Multiracial. But let's go back. So your family, Jessica, comes is of Taiwanese descent. Mm-hmm. But it ultimately, when you keep going back and before the war, I guess they were Chinese descent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what's the latest? Now, your mom's here in the States, though, right? Yes. Okay. Do you have family in Taiwan? Yes. We're oh. going back to Taiwan, actually, in two days. You are? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Thank you for being here with me. Oh, no. Of course, she's saying, well, yeah, I'm great to be here for you. I'm All just the way- here for Taylor. Uh, I knew it. That's what honest. she was going to say. I knew she's going to say that. Uh, but let me ask you this. What's amazing is um, what's going on with Taiwan now? Because... There seems to be a lot of, I don't know, saber rattling by China now. I don't know if it's just drama because of what's happening in Russia and Ukraine, but it just seems scary when you see all these military exercises, you know, all these boats and all these, uh, you know, drills they're running right there uh, around Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a real threat? I mean, that's always been a threat um, that has been going on for decades. Um, I feel like. No, I feel like I know that, you know, uh, China has always actively wanted Taiwan to go back to be part of China. And that has always been a talk and that has always been a threat. And I think it's becoming more and more a threat because their powers becoming greater and greater. And I think the conflict between China and U.S. is also becoming greater and greater. So then, um, you know, Taiwan definitely get caught in the middle of this. And yeah. again, I'm not I'm no political um, personnel. So I don't know. This is just kind of our experiences there. Um, but, you know, a lot of Taiwanese people actually work in China and we have a pretty deep roots there. So for is that the- right? They they work in China. Mm-hmm. They stay like a lot Do- of the family that we know, like, you know, they have factories in China. So they will fly to China and stay half the time in China and work on their factory in half a time in Taiwan. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Now it's really close, right? How what's what's that plane ride between Taiwan and China? So it depends on where you go. Yeah. Um, but if you just hit the coast, I mean, how, I mean, how many miles is it? Do you know? Offhand? I do not know how many miles. But it's not it's far. Really, it's, it's not far. Like you an can... hour plane ride or something. Yes. Correct. It's like us going to Cuba. 
uh, Florida probably, going to Cuba. Probably close to that. Yeah, it's yeah. close. Yeah. It's close. Uh, very, very interesting. We have another caller already. Is there a Bobby on the line? Bobby. That's that's when you, oh, did I lose you, Bobby? Oh, see, I was taking too long. Bobby, call me back, Bobby. See, that's what you say when you when you think you know somebody. Say, hey, Bobby. <laughs> and, and, you know what I mean? But let's go, let's, let's go back to uh, Taiwan because Taiwan, uh, of course, um, it all goes back to during the war when Chiang Kai-shek, right? Chiang, mm -hmm. I may be mispronouncing it, fleed or fled, I guess the right word, fleed, fled, um, China and went to the island. It was Formosa at the time, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, escaping Mao and the communist regime. And since then, it's become a very big, strong, modern country, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Taiwan is, it would be, I mean, it would not be easy for China to take over Taiwan. I mean, it would be a very intense military episode mm -hmm. uh, that would bring in all sorts of world powers, I think. Uh, it, I mean, it, it would be incredible, right? How many people live in Taiwan? Do you recall? I do not. I do not. Let's someone, <laughs> let's, uh, producer, would you Google that real quick? There, we need to, there are a lot. I, I need to know that. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's a very well-developed country. Yeah, uh, I, I think Taiwan is definitely one of those countries that's a little bit under radar. I have a lot of people ask me, like, oh, is Taiwan the same as Thailand? And I was like, no, that's two different two different countries. Yeah. That's why they have two different names. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Taiwan has, you know, very strong technology advancement. Um, as a lot of people know that Taiwan is a semiconductor. It's a huge um, factories or companies that produce a lot of chips that goes into a lot of... Um, a lot of instruments like our iPhones and so on and so forth. So, right. Well, the, the thing about, um, I just got the go ahead. What's 70, the number? 72 million. 72 million. Think about that. That's like, uh, two, that's probably two and a half Texas. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Think about that. That's, that's a big country mm -hmm. with, uh, lots of people and it's very advanced technologically and the social structure is very strong. Uh, it's very interesting. Um, so when you go back, do you stay with family? Mm -hmm. My mom still, I mean, my mom still has a house there. So I go sit. And Your mom still has a house there? Mm -hmm. So I go and stay with my mom and, um, you know, all my family members there. So I, I still go and visit them. And is there, this is, I, I boy, I might sound like an ignorant American, right? <laughs> um, is there the language Taiwanese? Uh, no, actually it's Mandarin Chinese. It is Mandarin yeah, Chinese. But then they do have a dialogue as Taiwanese. Okay. Okay, I thought it because Mandarin Chinese is, is quite expansive. Mm -hmm. A lot of people speak Mandarin. Correct. Uh, very interesting. We have another caller already. Right. Jessica, here we go. Uh, is that Bobby? Bobby? Bobby. Hit me, Bobby. A tip one. Is there Bobby on the line? Bobby. Hey, Gilbert. Yes, sir. Is this Bobby? Yeah, sorry about that. Hey, hey man. Hey, Hit Gilbert. me, Bobby. This is Gilbert Garcia, a tip from Gilbert. Talk inspiration prayer with Jessica and Ruby. Yeah. Well, Gilbert, man, uh, I want to just want to say, why I know Gilbert cooted on horn, man. Say, Gilbert, Gilbert for mayor. I mean, <laughs> come on, I, 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 I saw what happened to Chris Hollins, but uh, hey, Gilbert, man, don't be afraid. Say, <laughs> My name is Gilbert Garcia, and I'm running for mayor. Well, you know what, Bobby? I'm hugging you on the phone right now in cyberspace. Uh, I really, really am. You know, listen, I'm, I'm praying on I'm thinking about it. I filed. Look, Houston needs help, right? I mean, Houston yeah. needs help. Whether it's, of course, we're still fighting with our firefighters. Of course, the FBI raided the housing department, the health department. We've got indictments at City Hall. HISD was just taken over by the state. Of course, we still have potholes. We still have, I mean, we crime is the number one problem. I could go on and on and on. And, of course, on the fiscal side, meaning we're spending more money than we have. And we've been able to only plug that hole with federal stimulus monies that are going away. But, Bobby, you know what? I'm thinking about it. And I'm praying on it. And, um, you know, you'll... Just stay tuned, as they say. Or remember oh, Batman? Remember tuned. Batman? Say, yeah, talk, talk to me, Bobby. They haven't told you that, but guess what, though? You got to go. If, if you're elected, you got to go through orientation. <laughs> <laughs> Will you give me orientation? Yeah, no. I, no, they, they got professionals today. Gilbert, you can't. 
you can't say this, you can't say that, you can't don't don't stand there. Please just wait. Uh, we don't we don't have enough money, and uh, uh, these are not the players. You can't talk to them. You so so so. Right now, you're doing the best you can, man. Now you're free. But if you get elected mayor, you will no longer be a free agent. Well, you know what? I'm if, if I were elected mayor, I'm going to break the mold and I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to call it like I see them. Just like we did when I was chairman of Metro. Everyone said it couldn't yeah. be done. It couldn't be done, Bobby. And you know what? And we did it. And we uh, we uh, bounced the budget. We got the money to expand light rail. We redid the bus network. We brought in transparency, got transparency awards. We did it all, and we did it all so fast. We got Transit Agency of the Year of all of North America in 2015, Bobby. So, but I, I appreciate you. Hey, Gilbert, can't the coattail about that? Okay, I thank you, Gilbert. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for calling in. Call in again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, you need to give your number slower. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for calling in. I'm going to move back to Jessica because, so Jessica, how long is the flight to Taiwan? Um, so I live in Denver, Colorado, and we have the transfer in San Francisco. So I think overall the whole flight, including transfer, is about 16 hours. And you go the Pacific side because you're all, you're all the way west. Correct. Um, but the Pacific is huge. People don't realize how big the Pacific is mm -hmm. until you got to go to Taiwan mm -hmm. or the Philippines or something on the on the western part there or uh uh japan or something right yeah um because that flight alone is probably most of that flight yes because from colorado to and you're from denver in denver right from denver to um san francisco, san francisco is probably two, two hours two hours yeah that's like nothing yeah. and what's the time zone change i think Can it's 14 hours forward it's 14 hours forward forward beyond, um from Denver, so okay. Mountain Time. Yeah, Central Time with thirteen hours forward. Thirteen. That's a that's a lot. Yeah. So your day is night. I mean, it's Correct. more more or less. Uh, does it take your body a while to get acclimated? Yes, as I get older, and I'm scared to take my baby back because I don't know how long it's going to take to for him to acclimate. But I heard that for baby, it's a lot quicker. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, that's because they sleep all the time. Correct. Yeah, you know, so for them, it's just it's just sleeping. So let me come to Ruby Dan because Ruby, we we all know Ruby because Ruby's been my partner for, uh, well, I'm at the firm 21 years, so she's been here 29 years. She started when she was seven, and now she's of course you know 29 years. Now your daughter did not go to um, Taylor Swift because yeah. she made the most incredible sacrifice of all. Tell our listeners what that was. So first, welcome, Jessica. I'm so thrilled to have you here. But yeah, you're correct. Uh, we had a, a big dilemma at the Dang household this weekend as Taylor Swift was in Houston. And it was it's a, a, an artist that my daughter really, really loves. But she had committed to attending her boyfriend's prom. Oh, my so, God. So um, <laughs> I told her, you know, in this world, you're only... Uh, known for your character and your your word and so i let her think about it and she made the right choice and she ended up uh, attending uh, her boyfriend's prom and had a wonderful time wow and of course she's probably she probably was there at the prom the whole time talking to her friends that were the taylor swift concert saying what song are they on now what song are they on now am, am i right uh, yes, uh, I think that that's probably what happened. But uh, but I think uh, you know she came home and said she really enjoyed the, the the evening at the prom. So so I think I think it was uh, the best of both worlds for her. Now you know Jessica, my my uh, sons when they were little, when they first got to know Ruby, they just love her name, and my my kids would go like, Daddy. Ruby Dang, and they would just love to say your name. Are my kids the only one that love that? Everyone loves it. <laughs> Is it Dang? Uh, we already have another caller. Who do we have there? We have Tori. Tori, are you there? Hi. Yes, I'm here. What do you got, Tori? This is Gilbert, Jessica, and Ruby of the Gilbert, Jessica, and Ruby show. <laughs> well, I have a question for Miss Jessica. So I absolutely love Taylor Swift, and so do my parents, and we were so excited to get tickets. But the state of Ticketmaster was absolutely abysmal. They sold out so quickly. So I was just wondering, how was your experience getting tickets? Um, same situation. So we have five people going. And what was interesting is that um, four of us got the the the, the verification code. I think that's what yeah. it's called. It. And then actually the true Swifty 
person. She did not get it. Oh my god! <laughs> and then my husband was literally on the computer for twelve hours uh -uh. trying to. Oh and my, my gosh! My 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 husband is also um in a software engineer, so. But he was like very impressed by like all the back ends. He was like looking at the logs of like what, how many people coming in, like how many people are waiting in line. He and knew then, all that. Yeah, so you can you can technically speaking like open up the web page on the back end and see like what what how they were running. Wow. So I want to. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's amazing what people who know what to do know what to do. Exactly. And then there's me and you, and you know, and we're like Matthew IT. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, well, so how was the show? The show was amazing. Um, There's a lot of new technology in the um, concert production, and uh, there were a lot of really interesting effects that was going on. And she put on a great show. She played for three and a half hours. Yes, Tori, are you, uh, did you go to the concert after all or no? No, I didn't. I didn't get to. But oh. I'm glad that I'm glad that Miss Jessica went. That's really Thank awesome. You. Thank you. Me well, too. I'm glad that I went too. <laughs> well, Tori, all you got to do is go on to YouTube and you can see a lot of the clips. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's not the same thing, but it's pretty good. I, I, I must say I was very far away from her, so I actually still have to look at the screen. So when you just look at the Instagram like clips, it you really aren't missing much. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what? I think because the stadium is so big, and the light stuff and the background of the set is so humongous, everyone's really looking at the screen, mm -hmm. unless you're like in the very, very yes. close perimeter. Everyone's really looking at the screen. And she did a great job of going, remember it was on the football field, going north-south, up and down the football field. She didn't really do so much east-west. Mm -hmm. uh, I was on one of the edges, so that wasn't so good. But she really did a lot of north-south. So people who normally thought they have lousy seats way on the other end, had really good seats. Mm -hmm. I thought that was wonderful. Well, Tori, thank you for calling in. And you know what? Um, I got a blank space and I'll write your name. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah, that thank just you. came to me. That just came to me. Is there an Ernie on the line? Let's see what Ernie's got for us. Ernie, what do you got for us? This is Gilbert Garcia, Talk, Inspiration, and Prayer, here with Jessica and Ruby of the Jessica Ruby Show. We're talking Taylor Swift. We're talking uh, Taiwan, all kinds of things that are just totally not related, but they're related today. Talk to me, Ernie. Good morning. Such a wonderful show this morning. I love the international diversity of today. It just sounds great. Thank you, Ernie. That's very kind of you. Uh, I want to say thank you to uh, the young lady on the show. She sounds so informative and so appreciative of her heritage. Yeah, she's brilliant. Thank you. She won't say it, but she's actually absolutely brilliant. How else and can you be brilliant. so young and be in charge of $6 billion? I mean, that's that's such an extraordinary thing. Well, I think I know why. I've, I've been to Taiwan. I've been to spent many hours and days and weeks in Taipei, and the people are extremely resilient. I was there on business in the early 2000s, and we were trying to um, – cultivate uh relationships and i'm telling you it was impressive to see the people keep their heritage so tight but at the same time ex expand themselves to incorporate the united states in such a positive demeanor uh we were looking at going through okinawa to get faster to tokyo everybody was just so informative trying to help us uh, figure this out and what was really exciting is their language there's no language barrier really i mean they try so hard to understand you not something that we don't often do in the united states we just say speak english and they were so informative i was in a cab i kid you not uh i was saying to myself god i wish i would have learned a little bit of that language like some phrases and the guy hands me a fan and i said i'm not hot i'm not hot and then he goes read and he had it, it was a fan that had all these uh, take me to the hotel uh -uh. <laughs> the bathroom <laughs> and how to say it in Taiwanese. And, and, I mean, and, he, and he had put on Taylor Swift. <laughs> and then, and yes, he had all kind of music on. And that's the other thing. They have a real culture for music and dancing. I was very, they do a lot of things where uh, they're out in the fields. And I just thought that was amazing. And they, and they really relish um, their their way of living. I think the thing that really shocked me is what you're talking about today, the business side. 
uh, you could see skyscrapers and next to it, three huts. And then wow. You'd see another skyscraper and then you'd see uh, somebody's business that was a, a, a all flat land and all you would do is walk in and there's no walls. I mean, it was truly being in a country that were were staying true to themselves. And what did what took you there? What what were you, were you working or were you traveling? I was working with the airlines and uh, I was in charge of communications and marketing and we were trying to understand how to better communicate with Taipei because of what she was just talking about, their expertise in lending their talent and their knowledge. And they do it in family circles because I met mm -hmm. a family that the whole family worked in the area of reconstructing uh, design for uh, communication technique. And I was just floored at how amazing they were in sharing their talent. They weren't trying to hide anything. Whereas a lot of people perceive that the knowledge is staying there, but that's not true. They were very open and uh, trying to make us understand why they're so important to uh, the secular society and, and making things better. I was very impressed. Very cool, Ernie. Thank you. What do you think of all that, Jessica? I mean, yeah. is that, does that resonate with you a little yeah. bit? Yeah, like Taiwanese people are very kind people and they're always very willing to help. And I think if people travel there, they'll be surprised that like how many people there actually speaks English and a lot of people are willing to help. It's funny because a lot of people who doesn't speak English yeah. are still going to try to help you. Yeah. Like if they see that like you're speaking English, they will like trying to find that like their neighbor that speaks English. Like, wow. no, you need to help them. Um, that yeah, is such a, a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's a very kind. What's the currency? In Taiwan, it's a Taiwanese dollar. Taiwanese, and what's the exchange rate? I think it's like one to thirty right now. Ish yeah. is up and down. It depends. Is the dollar strong, which means things are are inexpensive for the American dollar, or vice versa? Are things expensive? Uh, things are not expensive there. Oh, how um, wonderful! So you know, you can go out for lunch and you spend two dollars, and you have a maybe not two dollars anymore, but maybe like three or four dollars yeah. to get a pretty decent meal. That's great. Mm -hmm. How great! Well, that yeah. should be attracting a lot more. Uh, tourists and a lot more oh look at that someone just brought me a taiwanese is this a taiwanese 500 yes. taiwanese 500 take a look at that uh listeners and viewers that's the back oops no wonder you can't see it of course what do, what do i know one of them had uh, deer and the other one has football players so but this is the front i think how great that's a japanese yen oh, oh well it was it's it's it was close. It's foreign currency. It's foreign, yes. I mean, uh, excellent. Well, thank you for that. Well, Ernie, let me ask you this. How long did it take you to get there? It took 17 hours and I won't forget it because I had to go through LA and I was riding the best air. I mean, I'm not going to say the airline because, you know, I know how it's very competitive, but I, it was awesome. And uh, like I said, uh, 17 airline, um, 17 hours, you, you won't forget. Trust mm -hmm. me. But I swear, when I got on the Asian airline, I'll just say that it's Asian airline. It was like nothing. It was like took no time. It just they made you forget about it. They gave you so much attention and customer service that you just said, "Oh, I'll hey, I'll fly again." Wow, what a great thing! Did you uh, so did you sleep or eat or watch movies or what'd you do? I I pretty much stayed up because I was so impressed with the. Uh, with all of the customer service and I was kind of really picking their brain on uh, why they flew and what they believe about the Americans. And they were giving me so many ideas about what we could be doing better. And uh, it was just a very imp impressive crew, but more importantly, everybody there, like were on different reasons of going to uh, Taiwan and you were able to meet some people and some people I still know to this day. Wow. So when they come in Texas, I know who they, you know, they can, they have a place to stay. That's what happens when you travel, especially when you're look, going into foreign countries and the people share their personality, you do create a bond. And I believe that the uh, Taiwanese people have such a knowledge about living because most of, most of the eating that I did was outside and in a little courtyard or in a field, they would be, bring big rice barrels and you just stick your cup in there and get whatever you wanted to add to it. And they, you just give them your money, whatever you wanted to give. Wow. It was really insightful. It was insightful that we all need to uh, resonate to other people's uh, style. And we all need to recognize that 
everybody is beautiful and we just need to do that here in Houston. And I'm hoping when you become mayor, we can uh, do more of that where you become, you become the center between uh, the diversity of people because you always have diverse people on your show. This is a perfect example. Well, thank you so much for that, Ernie. You know, it's one of those things where travel is such a good thing and Americans need to do it more. And we need exactly. to go more. And, you know, I think Asia is still sort of undiscovered for us. And we really need to visit those areas because those civilizations are some of the oldest, frankly, some of the most advanced civilizations on Earth. And I don't think people really realize that. We actually create a panic about being anywhere in China, Asia. We create a panic to people. And that's why I feel a lot of people don't want to travel there. They're saying that's place one place I won't go. And you're thinking they're not the enemy. You know, they're people that have created a comfort life for us. Their ingenuity has helped us. You know, the great irony is they're probably saying over there, boy, I don't want to go to Houston because I keep seeing all this stuff, you know? So, you know, it's just, that's right. It's just a perception. Ernie, thank you for being on the show. And uh, thank you for having such an intelligent woman. I appreciate that. Oh, she's killer. Thank you for saying that. And on that, you know, I'd like to kind of steer it if you don't mind, Jessica, in another direction, right? Uh, being in this industry, you know, it's rarely open to women, especially women of color. So, uh, and now layering on top of that, being a mother, you know, no matter what, you know, um, you know, our, uh, our family uh, nucleus, right? Um, we've had to not only continue to strive uh, to try to to succeed at work, but we never lose that responsibility at home. And I always get questions from the next generation, especially mm-hmm. women, about how how do you balance that? And so yeah. I just like to, you know, we are a, a, a generation. I'm mm-hmm. a generation ahead of you. Uh, and so, you know, we we it was a little different when I was growing up as yes. to, you know, we we just kind of internalize a lot of the struggles yeah and now things are a little different for the next generation and and i want to continue to see the diversity within our industry and i just thought maybe our younger uh, mm-hmm. audience members uh, would love to hear your thoughts on that yeah so i guess firstly is that i never thought that i would be in this industry or i actually didn't even know this industry existed so i kind of fall into this particular institutional asset management industry um, I would just tell the younger generation that, you know, really try to reach for, don't always try to do the things that you want to do and then always ask for more. And because the worst thing that will happen is that other person says no to you, like nothing will happen. But if you don't try, um, is automatically no, and you will not get those, um, opportunities. And I do still believe that in America, when you ask and when you truly try to pursue, like people are one, very willing to help you and two are very willing to give you the opportunity to do that. Um, that that said, that doesn't mean that, you know, there is no struggle uh, just being a Asian American um, or being a little bit younger in 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 my position. Um, sometimes I do run into, you know, uh, setbacks, but those are just a period of time. And you have to remember that when you go into this a career, any career, it's really a marathon. So, you know, I don't think you just have to think about like, how do I pace myself in this sense? And, you know, I'm, I'm in this industry for maybe a decade now. There's a couple more decades to go because we yep. have people like Gilbert that's yeah. been here for, <laughs> for ages. Just the dawn of time. Yeah, he's going to second career running it for mayor. Well, so, oh isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> he's abacus when he was. When he started, he came in the business. Right? What did I use? An abacus. An abacus. Oh my God, they're killing me here. Yeah, yeah Gazinta. I remember two Gazinta four two times. Uh, I got that. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I want. I know we have two callers on hold already, Jess. So, but Jess, before I want to, so you can think. I'm going to ask you when you were young, Jessica. What did you think you were going to be? Right after this, but let's go to. Is it Alan? Alan, are you there? Mr. Garcia, how we doing today? Happy Monday, my man. Alan, I am good. What you got for me today on a tip from Gilbert, talk inspiration prayer. 
or better known as the Jess and Ruby Show. Well, well, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you to both of you, what you're doing for the community. We have a big uh, Juneteenth Freedom Festival coming up, and as always, thank you for your support, Mr. Garcia, and thank you for doing things for not only minorities, but, but really women of color and taking that to the next level. I just had to call in and say that. Well, before you don't go out, don't go t tell okay. let's for, for everyone, just remind everyone. Cause I think it's significant uh, Juneteenth. And what does that mean? What is that holiday about? So the, the holiday for us, it's more about just the, the emancipation, right? Juneteenth and the last place where slaves were actually freed in June. We've taken that to the next level and created a whole conference, which is the largest in the world. It goes from the ninth all the way to the 19th, 100 events in 10 days all over the greater Houston area and really creating economic empowerment and doing a lot of the things that you, you talk about on this show and putting into practice and actual implementation so that not only this generation, but our next generation can really be what they see and spur really radical group economics and, and create a better future for everybody. Well, Alan, just real quick, because this is so important. I think we should get you on the show between here and there. Let me ask you this. Where's the website if people wanted to say, golly, I want to know more about that. Um, what, what, what would they do? Where do they go? Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram at, at 40 Acre Conference. Same thing on Facebook and Twitter. You can also go, many of you have Linktree. It's just Linktree slash 40 acre conference or www.40acreconference.org you can find us on all of those different platforms and hopefully over the next few weeks you can find us on the gilbert garcia show <laughs> well that you can count on go back yeah. to the, the 40 acres and a mule what, just let our listeners know again what that meant um there at when you know when the slaves were freed etc yeah, so it was it was a promise to the African American community that unfortunately did not happen. It was a great plan, horrible implementation. They didn't know who to give the the land to. They didn't know who to disperse it to. They didn't know how to manage it. And ultimately, it just got swept under the rug. Unfortunately, history tends to repeat itself, and we're seeing some of the same things today with corporations with uh, when George Floyd died a couple of years ago, there were a lot of corporations that said, Hey, you know, I want to give a million, I want to give 50 million, a hundred million, a billion, 30 billion. The numbers got ridiculous. And unfortunately less than 7% of that $300 billion that was promised to the African-American and minority community has actually been dispersed. So that's why we started the 40 acre conference, not to shame people, but to really help them honor their commitments and give them a way that aligns with their brand, develop an ROI and help everybody help have a great time. And the next generation, which we sponsor over a thousand kids to really uh, get involved into find areas that they are passionate about and help these corporations, you know, spur that economic development in a way that helps them as well. I think that is wonderful, but I got to say, maybe I'm just, you know, a mere mortal, you know, you know, Jesus could always turn the cheek and this and that, you know, shame on these companies. My goodness, committing, I'm going to, and they, I'm sure they got great fanfare with their big announcement and I'm yeah. going to be, my, my, my bank yeah. is going to give $30 billion and everybody's thinking great. And then all you really find out is they're doing what they're supposed to do, which is, you know, lend money. Exactly. Um, I mean, <laughs> really. Uh, but one more thing before I let you go, because I saw the movie Emancipation uh, with yeah. Will Smith. It's fantastic. Uh, it is. I mean, it, it's so, I don't know, disturbing. Uh, but you know what? It, it, I don't know if it's accurate. I think it is. But the way it depict, you know, the fact that these African-American slaves were free, but they didn't know they were free. Uh, and so many of them were still tortured and beaten and killed and all those things for another, I don't know, two years before they really, really experienced freedom. Uh, and so I don't know if it's, it's just an incredible movie for those who want to see it. Will Smith's in it. Um, uh, and I don't recall who else is in it, but, uh, it's an incredible movie. Well, I want to give you the last word there, Alan. So what else, uh, you know, this is the last word right now on, um, what you're doing and everything else. 
Yeah, for anybody that wants to get involved, we're still looking for host partners. And actually, there's there's people from all over the nation that are tapping in. Um, one of the things that we're doing, and I like to highlight other organizations, um, we're doing One Day Houston on the 29th of this month and uh, helping uh, assimilate over 50,000 volunteers in one day uh, here in the Houston, Texas area. And there's going to be a huge... Uh, concert at the Toyota Center. And after that, a lot of those volunteers will be volunteering at our 40-acre conference and helping organizations like yours with volunteers. So if you want to get involved, uh, you can follow us at 40-acre conference. Also, One Day Houston, if you want to, the best way, if you want to be a volunteer, is to volunteer for other people. So you can sign up at One Day Houston, sign up to volunteer, and that's just going to create a domino effect going into our Juneteenth Freedom Festival. Awesome. Thank you, my friend, for spreading the gospel. Thank you for all the hard work. And thank you for really impacting the lives of those 1,000 kids because everyone needs a hand up, not a hand out, a hand up. So thank Absolutely. you for that. Absolutely. And if you want to sponsor a kid, it's only about $250 to sponsor a kid. We uh, give them a bunch of giveaways. We feed them lunch uh, for the free week, for the whole week. Uh, that for any activities they're in, we give away cash and prizes. We gave a $20,000 worth of Jordans and all kinds of electronic supplies, coding boot camp. So if you want to get involved, you'll really change the lives of a kid in one week period. So thank you, Gilbert. Thank you, my friend. Put me down for a kid there, will you? I got you. We'll put you down for more than that. Thank you, my friend. You got it. All right. We got another caller there. Let me see the, the, the uh, sign there. All right. Is it Alejandro? Alejandro, can you hear me, pal? Alejandro, are you there? Luke, follow the force. Uh, no, Alejandro, are you there? Ah, yes, here I am. I, go I was about morning. to say, Luke, I am your father. No, go ahead, Alejandro, what do you got for us? Well, good morning, uh, Gilbert, Jessica, and Ruby. I uh, just wanted to call in because I heard you talking about the Taylor Swift thing, and just a, a, a quick disclosure, I hate to be a bit of a downer, but I know that your, your show is all about talk, inspiration, and prayer. And I think uh, uh, the city of Houston could use a little bit of prayer. Um, um, I don't know if you heard about the situation. After Saturday night's uh, uh, Taylor Swift concert, there was an incident where this young 20-year-old man, Jacob Charles Lewis, uh, uh, was struck and killed by a, uh, a drunk driver uh, uh, on the way back from the concert. Um, their, their car broke down on the freeway and, uh, someone was, of course, wasn't paying attention and made some really bad decisions. And now a family is, uh, uh, broken up. Um, and, and with that in mind, I just wanted to give like a quick PSA. Of course, you know, don't, do not drink and drive. Please find alternative measures, uh, uh, whenever it's time to, you know, come back home from, from wherever you're going. Um, and on the second, on the other side of it, uh, I was actually in a situation once like that where I, where my car broke down on the side of the freeway. Um, and I didn't realize how dangerous the situation until after the fact, but apparently there's a service called tow and go that's completely free. And essentially what it is, is, is if you ever get stuck on the freeway, you can call 713-881-3333. Hold on again. 713-881. What else? Three, 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 three. Okay. Uh -huh. And essentially they will tow you, make sure you're, you're out of harm's way onto the nearest exit or gas station at, again, no cost whatsoever. And so I just wanted to raise awareness about, of course, the tow and go uh, of, of service. And, and uh, to those of uh, the Houston community, uh, if, you, if you can, uh, donate to their GoFundMe that they set up for Jacob Charles uh, Lewis, because, of course, this is a very awful tragedy that 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 happened and and i just wanted to uh, um to reach out to your to you and your audience about this horrible situation well i appreciate you calling i did not know about it um i was speaking to one of my colleagues i think it was you ruby yeah. and yeah. and she was enlightening me this morning it mm -hmm. was saturday night you know ladies and gentlemen please when you're on those freeways it's just it, cars are going so fast I mean, they're going 70, 80 miles an hour. Your best bet is to, you know, just get out, get off, you know, but don't mm -hmm. try to work on your car. Don't, you know, 
God, it's so dangerous. Whether you've been drinking or not, those cars are going so fast. And of course, if you're drinking, please don't get on that fast freeway because you're impaired. You don't know your judgment on distances is disoriented. Uh, and all it takes, especially at nighttime, is one instant, one accident. And there you have it. Oh, my God. I am so glad you gave me this information. Toe on go. Toe and go. That's uh, right. 713-881-3333. Mm-hmm. I need to have them on my show. So toe and go or anybody knows toe and go. Please tell them that I want to have them on my show. What an incredible thing they do. Uh, an mm-hmm. act of kindness and an act of safety for all Houstonians. Uh, thank you so much, my friend. Uh, I really appreciate you. I keep getting more uh, messages with people saying nice things here about this whole toe and go. So thank you, my friend, for calling. Anything else you want to say, Alejandro? Uh, he hung up. There we go. We got another caller, though, here, Jessica, before we come back to young Jess. Is there a Lindsay? Lindsay. Lindsay, you there? You with me, Lindsay? Lindsay. Hello. Lindsay. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You're with me, Gilbert, and I happen to be a guest on the Jessica and Ruby show. Uh, but, what, <laughs> but what do you got there, Lindsay? Well, I was just curious um, what you what y'all's thoughts were on um, some of the new anti ESG bills that they were uh, a few governors were trying to, you know, bring up um, for the 2023 coming um, legislation uh, legislation. And I was just curious on your thoughts about that. Well, let's let's ask a real pro. So, Jess, what is what is Colorado's the the pension plans view mm-hmm. on ESG? Are y'all seeking support from managers, or are you saying if you're d- doing ESG, then you're hurting Colorado? I mean, what where are y'all on that whole thing? Um, so, I, I think we, this is a great question. So, I do think that ESG is becoming more and more political. And it really should not be political. Like those are something that, you know, you want to have good governance. You want to want to have good environmental impact and social impact to the world. But, you know, I think as a pension, our view on that is that we don't take a stance on ESG, but that is part of our investment process when we have a dialogue with managers. So, you know, we actively ask for, um, so how do you govern your 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 company or what are some of the questions that you will ask um, other companies about governance or environmental impact or social impact but we don't put uh, strict rules on like we don't invest in certain types of companies or anything like that but that might be coming our way Um, i'm not sure yet Um, but that's our current stance but you know a lot of our managers are and you know you you included gilbert and you're kind of was the forefront of that Mm -hmm. a little bit um that they have actually taken a stance on you know there are certain rules or guidelines that they put into in their investment process to monitor those type of things. But what I believe, this is my personal belief, is that if you're investing in a good governance um, company, those other things should fall in line. That's right. Um, because when you have good leadership, good governance, good guidelines around how you manage your companies and how do you manage your product, like those things should just trickle down. I think that's right. I view it the same way. Uh- Something that's good governance is probably going to be transparent and it's going to probably offer information and then the market will adjust accordingly. Mm -hmm. I don't think you need to have rules like you can't do this or you must do that. But transparency is always uh, the best approach. Ruby, you got to I know you're with Texas Employee Retirement System. That is a 40 billion dollar odd, right? 40 billion dollar odd pension fund. Um, What's y'all are y'all working on ESG, too, or what's the status with you guys? Yeah. Well, as it relates to uh, to the fund, you know, we are governed by the governor, so uh, we we do have a little more strict guidelines. And but I think uh, Jessica, you're right. It's like it is a new topic that's being talked about. So there's some, uh, you know, uh, gray, if you will, in trying to figure out how to move forward. And regrettably, I think folks are using it more as a political conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, I think. What we what we 
you know, reiterating what both you and Gilbert had said, it's, it, it is transparency, right? And it's not a, a one size fits all, right? Uh, folks look at, uh, at uh, there's a reason for the asset allocation um, of, a, of a fund because different managers do things differently um, to layer like a one, uh, one size fits all ESG on top of that. I think it's very difficult. So I think there's going to be, you know, more conversation going forward. Uh, but as it relates to what we're seeing here outside of the investments, you've got to think about uh, the reporting uh, because there is a big part of reporting within this industry. Mm -hmm. And that is the focus. It's been a, a, about ESG. And, and I think we're seeing the same thing as, uh, again, try, people trying to have everyone fit into a certain box. And and that's not always the case. Yes. And, and of course, for our listeners that are not aware, ESG means environmental is the E, uh, social is the S, and governance is the G. So that means investing with those sort of three themes in mind. And so the question that's happening is, should the state be legislating, you must have ESG or legislating the opposite? You must not have ESG. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's really what the topic was. Lindsay, uh, thank you for that very great question. We really appreciate you. I'm gonna do one more. I think we have another person. Is there a Sarah there? Was there a Sarah still there? And thank you, Lindsay. Sarah, are you there? Sarah. Hi, it's Lindsay. Well, then we have a Lindsay. We have <laughs> we have two Lindsays. What you got there, Lindsay? Hi, Gilbert. Um, this this call is to say thanks so much for the donation to our nonprofit Colors for Healing, and just about how much good it's done already. We've held um, quite a few classes already and helped um, upwards of twenty or thirty people now. Um, giving away art supplies while we're doing the classes. And it's just been amazing. And oh, I wanted Lindsay, to that's so great. Well, <laughs> I'm so happy to have donated. So talk to me. So what's the profile of these? What age group are these folks? Are they youngsters? Are they seniors? Or are they kind of like everything? We have had almost everything. I mean, we've mostly had, we've had a few kids in our classes. We've had a few teenagers. And then we've had mostly people who are, 30 to 50, let's say. So adults. I think that is so great. Well, you had me at hello, but at the end of the day, <laughs> art is so beautiful. And, Thanks. and the other thing about art is anyone can do art. It, it, it has no boundaries uh, other than the creativity of, of, of your mind and your emotions. But art is such mm -hmm. a good outlet to express yourself, however you're yeah. feeling. I mean, it really is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, it's been so amazing. And I wanted to tell the listeners, too, if anyone is interested in coming to our classes, the next one is uh, tomorrow on Tuesday night. Um, it's at 6 p.m. And you can go to colorsforhealing.org to RSVP. Um, or you can text me at 713-909-0843. Lindsay, thank you so much for calling in. Colors for Healing. Uh, listeners, please give it a try. Give it a try and donate some money because you know what? There are a lot of people out there who who have such incredible talent that just never gets the ability to display it or cultivate it. So, Lindsay, thank you for what you're doing. Yes, thank you, Gilbert. So I'm coming back to Jess now because, Jess, you know, there's an old Carol Burnett show. Uh, I don't know if you know Carol Burnett. You're probably thinking, who the heck is Carol Burnett? <laughs> yep. Well, she, she, she had a show and at the end – she had this song, I'm so glad we had this time together to have a laugh and sing a song. And before you know it, we uh, before we just got started, comes a time we have to say so long. It's been an hour already. Yes. Can you believe it? Oh, hour goes back really Doesn't fast it? on the Gilbert Garcia yeah. show. But we're going to be listening to A Place in This World. It was written by Taylor Swift when she was 17. It's an amazing song. Uh, and as we do it, when I think about this young Taylor Swift trying to think about her place in the world, she goes, I'm alone on my own. That's all I know. I'll be strong. I'll be wrong. But life goes on. I'm just a girl trying to find a place in this world. When you were young, you know, Jess, Jessica, what were you thinking? What were, Did you think to yourself, I'm going to be this powerhouse on this big pension fund? Or did you think, you know, I'm going to go to back to, you know, uh, Taiwan. I mean, what, what was young Jess thinking about in the halls of school? Uh, probably like most 20 year olds, like nothing at all. And <laughs> just like confused at all. But, you know, just putting it out there for all those young 
gals and boys that, you know, it will come to you. It will slowly solidify. Just give it some time. Um, don't be, I mean, this is a really great song to end that. But, you know, at that time, you might feel lost. But slowly and surely, you will collect yourself together. And when you get in your 30, it's actually pretty great. It's just uphill from here. Like your body just deteriorates. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> there you heard it from Jess. Who knows? Of course, she's on the front end. Okay. All right. We just now uh, closed out on radio. We're going to be on social media. You can look in that camera, directly into that camera. We'll be on social media about another two or three minutes here. We'll finish the song. But this was an incredible song. When she played it, it really touched me. You know, about I don't know what I want. I'm alone on my own. I'm just a girl trying to find a place in this world. Uh, it's beautiful. Gilbert. I'll be strong. I'll be wrong. But my life goes on. I'm alone on my own. And that's all I know. I'm just a girl trying to find a place in this world. You know, imagine young kids today, uh, not to get preach or anything, but how confusing it must be to be in middle school today or, or high school with COVID. You can't be with your friends and then you can be with your friends. You can read certain books and now you can't read certain books. You know, all this, you know, they're doing drills in case a shooter comes to their school. You know I mean? It's imagine what goes on in their mind to think that that's normal. Uh, really interesting uh, time for these young kids right now. Yeah. You should not look at those, their text message. Like one of my colleagues showed me her, her teenage daughter text message with like all her friends. And I was just like, after 10 minutes, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> just reading this. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, they resonate with this, yeah. you know, I'm alone just trying to find a place in this world. I mean, I think they feel um, isolated. Well, they were isolated and now they're trying to get back and things are trying to get back. But it's a really, really uh, challenging time for, for young kids. So you know, all I, of us out there, we need to hug them and kiss them and, and help them through it all. Yes. And a lot of time, like when I feel that, I feel like a lot of time I go to art, like that lady was saying, yep. and also go into nature's because then you nature's really. A great one. Yeah, nature's yeah. a great one, especially like in Colorado, we hike a lot. And then once you get out to the summit of a mountain and you look down, you get this feeling of just like, wow, I'm a lot smaller than like, and then insignificant than right. like this vast landscape. Yeah. And it sometimes is scary, but at times it's freeing. Um, you, you just realize I, a lot of your problems are not really not problems. Um, it just, it's, yeah, just take a step back and yeah. go into nature. Mother nature will always hug you. I think that's ways. such a great thing. Um, I think it might be difficult though for the youth because they're so connected mm -hmm. to their devices. Yeah. So as a that's as why a you go on mom, a hike and then you get you yeah, get you no signals. Get signal. <laughs> as a new mom, you're going to have uh, different uh, challenges, yes. if you may, uh, because life is very different. Mm -hmm. Even with my kids, uh, my youngest just is graduating from high school this year, and uh, her brother is just two years older than her and just within those two two year differences uh and plus boy girl mm -hmm. i mean it's very different routes that you yes. take down to try to guide them and yes one thing i do think that is important is is to let them know that you're mm -hmm. always here for them because yes. they we don't realize the pressure that they're under because they're getting it from everywhere because again they don't disconnect mm -hmm. and, um you know they have to recognize that you know yeah to take a breath mm -hmm. um that you too will get over this hump yes. tomorrow's a new day and and let's for just, sure and i think yeah. what gilbert said in the beginning too like travel um learn go learn different culture and yeah. you will you'll just realize that like you know it's it's not that your problem is not important but in the grand scheme of things it's really not significant yeah if that makes yeah. sense well i'm going to give you another minute and then we'll sign off here on social media i am so grateful you came on the show i think Thanks you got to see, see uh <laughs> a side of us that maybe you didn't know we have a great time we've had lots of different interesting speakers mm -hmm. you know we've had the district attorney go through how the grand jury system works we've had the county attorney i've had sex trafficking victims mm -hmm. um I've, I've had just extraordinary people that were told 
they only have, you know, six months to live. And now they've been alive 16 years, mm -hmm. you know, living with cancer. Uh, and so we've had such incredible stories and your story is an incredible one because here you are, you know, a, a, a Taiwanese descent and you have in a sort of a white male world and you're flourishing mm -hmm. and yet you've done it with such grace and dignity. You know, you, you know, you, you aren't like a, you know, <laughs> but you were so graceful and you're so kind, Thank you. which is so wonderful. Thank you. Um, tell us real quick though, about the baby. Okay. That's what all Houston wants yes. to know. Yeah, that's no problem. What do you want to know about the baby? So the baby's now how old? The baby's 10 months old. 10 months. Mm -hmm. Can, you know, he sit up. up. Does he sit up? Yes, he crawls. Um, he loves blueberries. Oh, my and raspberries. gosh. And, and he, yeah, it's he's he's a happy baby. And, oh uh, you know, because of my culture, like, usually the mo my mom is staying with us. And she's pretty much her his primary yeah. provider. Yeah. And um, I love seeing my mom having such a great relationship with my son. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a great experience. Um, um, motherhood is great. Yes, um, it is. It's, it's a beautiful journey. Yeah. But I can understand why people don't want to have kids too, though. Like, I can understand the lifestyle. I'm like, yeah, you know, just figure out. Make sure that you're prepared. Um, yeah. Actually, you can't, you're you never prepared for motherhood. Yeah. You're just kind of have to go into it and just like, you know what? We're just float but you know, but, <laughs> try but, to but, float but that is the journey of life yes yeah. correct. the the unexpected yeah. the the and then as children go on the, the, your son right now he's probably mobile now so mm -hmm. that's like a big change for mm -hmm. him and sort of the next big change for him is when he can really talk yes and then the next big change will when he goes away to school or pre-k because yeah. he's going away with other kids yeah. and that's when you start getting nervous about other people influencing your kids yes and then comes when they get a little older and all the sports or things that they do activities uh theater learn an instrument yeah and then you see them and their whole mind starting to work yes uh and then they get bigger and they get mobile with a car <laughs> uh and then they start discovering you know girls and boys and those sorts of things. And then comes the leaving home, yes. uh, going to college or wherever they may go to work, or let's say they go to the Marine Corps, but going away. Gilbert, I'm just taking it one day. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to see if I can change his diaper without him like falling off the table. <laughs> Believe me, I, I, I was a pro yeah. at changing diapers. There you go. Well, let me just say, Jessica, thank you for being on the show. Thank you you were a delight. Me. And Remy, thank you always. And out there in cyberspace and Instagram, Spotify, all the things that we do, thank you for listening to A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. KWWJ, keep walking with Houston. Um, keep walking with Jesus. Oh, my God. That was a Freudian slip. Um, KWWJ, uh, KYOK, KCOH, The Source, Aliento Radio, and Sangeet Radio. Everyone out there, thank you, and we'll see you next time. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ, 1360 a.m. and streaming live on kwwj.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK, 1140 a.m. and streaming live on kyokradio.org. KCOH, 1230 a.m., The Source on San Geek Radio, 95.1 FM, 1460 a.m. And Aliento Radio, 101.7 FM and 1540 a.m. Call in at 832-570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then.